This is Gary Wilson. I am the matchmaker and co-owner of Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and you are watching Drinking at Moe's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Moe's. Your host, Big Mo here. If you're watching YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, turn on the notifications because the next couple of weeks are pretty big. Um, if you're listening to this, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Leave a rating. Definitely helps out. Today, excited, I got with me one of the guys behind Paradigm Pro Wrestling. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Glad to have you. Uh, one thing I like to start off with with each of my guests is what got you started as a fan, and then what got you started, you know, wanting to get into the business. Um, so, <clears throat> as far as a fan goes, some of my earliest memories are, are, are of wrestling. Uh, my dad had one of those uh, descrambler boxes, right? It's outside of the Statue of Limitations, mm -hmm. so I can talk about it. Uh, but we could watch all the stuff, uh, all the channels. So, like, one of my earliest memories is uh, when Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan. Um, I, I was mm. probably three or four when that happened, when he beat him for the title. That's, like, one of my earliest memories. Uh, but beyond that, I got real into it from uh, uh, in the mid-'90s. The UWFI started producing North American pay-per-views. And I would just sometimes watch what they called the Barker channel, which was the preview channel on the cable box where it would show you things coming up. And they were promoting yeah. like this, this, it's real, it's real. Check out the hardest hitting wrestling of all time. Um, and I got hooked from it. Like, so I, I remember watching those with my dad. And so that kind of started my love affair with like wrestling and combat sports and, and more generally. Gotcha. And one thing I will bring up here in a little bit is the whole UWFI, you know, just, you know, I read up on some of those rules and it's like, okay, this is pretty unique. And, you know, the thing that you find a lot of independent promotions need to do is something to set them apart, something unique. And those rules, at least as far as here in North America goes, does just that. But uh, yeah. what got you started wanting to start Paradigm Pro? Um, so there was a group of friends of us. Um, there's four of us that principally run the day-to-day -day of Paradigm. Um, we were going to some other shows in the area, and we had some fun. Some opportunity came out to help out at another promotion, and it just kind of grew from there. Uh, prior to getting into uh, promoting, I had done wrestling training, um, and it had a few matches. I wasn't very good. My body didn't really keep up with it. Uh, but I made a lot of contacts that way. And then when the opportunity to promote came up, I jumped on it. And it's been a, a much better fit for me than actually being in the ring was. That's cool. And like we, like I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, those UWFI rules, and you brought up UWFI, a lot of the matches on your shows end up having UWFI rules. Um, for those that might be watching or listening, would you be able to explain those rules? Because like I said, I read up on them. Very unique concept. Um, yeah, so it's 
like the elevator pitch, the simplest way to say it is it's a hybrid of mixed martial arts, MMA, and pro wrestling. Uh, to get a bit more complicated, there's no pinfalls, there's no disqualifications, there's no countouts. Uh, fights can end via knockout, countout, uh, TKO, like referee stoppage, or via point system, which is similar to a point system used in like boxing or amateur wrestling. Uh, you lose, you start with 15 points, you lose points for certain things like being suplexed, you lose a point. You're knocked down by strikes, you lose three points. Uh, if you commit a foul, um, you use lose a point. So if you run out of pop points, it's kind of the same as a TKO. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. The the thing that, like I mentioned, a lot of pro wrestling promotions are needing to do right now is with the sheer amount of choices out there, a lot of places are needing to find that thing that makes them unique something to set them apart and these uwfi rules are definitely a thing to set you guys apart and i for one am enjoying it because i love that grittiness that intensity and those uwfi rules really in my opinion bring that out uh yeah i think so it's it's a lot more um intense you know than some traditional pro wrestling it's a lot faster paced you know our average match time is only about four minutes uh, that doesn't mean they're not doing a whole lot of the matches. Like there's a lot that happens in those four minutes. It's, uh, you know, we, we always tell the guys that it's sprints, you know? Um, yeah. I, I like to tell, tell people we're not a less is more promotion. Um, so some, cause sometimes when people say quick matches, like, uh, you know, there's some philosophy on the Indies or with some older school promoters that are like, Oh, less is more. Uh, I am the opposite yeah. of that more is more. Um, but I like it to be fast. Um, you know, I've got a pretty short attention span and I think a lot of audiences do as well. So we just try and, you know, keep it as hard hitting and as fast as possible. Yeah, no, there is definitely a lot of fans out there. I mean, I've been guilty of it a little bit myself with a short attention span. So, you know, if you're able to pack a lot in in a short amount of time, then hey. Sounds pretty damn good to me. And um, there's yeah. a misconception, too, that, like, you can't tell a story in that amount of time, but you mm. really can. One of my favorites from our last season, season four of the UWFI Contender Series, uh, was Joseph Alexander versus Tommy Vendetta. This match went about 97 seconds, but it was back and forth. It was competitive. It had an electric finish, and they told a story in 97 seconds. And then mm. probably being our most popular match of the season. Um, so, like, I still think you can get some of the storytelling aspects of wrestling across. It's just a little bit harder to do it, but it makes it more exciting when it does happen. I mean, there's no real time limit on being able to tell a story. You, if you got the right people in there, they can tell a story in a short amount of time and Sounds like you've had some guys on your shows that have definitely been able to accomplish that. Yeah, I think so. I'm really proud of what our roster's done with the uh, with, with the format. Yeah, and I I am relatively new to the product, but everything that I've been hearing and everything I've been seeing, I'm like, okay, this is a promotion I can get behind, even though I might not necessarily be in the immediate area. I'm in. Omaha, Nebraska. We get people from all over. Um, that's the one of the cool things about doing a niche product like this is that, uh, you know, we've got fans that leave us reviews in German on Cage Match. You know, we've got yeah. a couple 
bands fly into our last show. And like, it's always real flattering to me, like talking to you, you're in Nebraska. I talked to somebody that was in South America watching the shows and it's like, it's pretty cool. Cause just, it's like, it's such a niche thing that it's not a huge audience by any means, but like the people that like it are pretty passionate about it. And uh, it's got wider geographic reach than I think we would have without it. Oh yeah. Like I've been hearing a lot on, I think we I contacted you on Twitter. I've been hearing a lot on there. It's like everybody that's talking about it's just been loving it. And I mean, the stuff that I've been able to see, I've been loving myself. Yeah, we, uh, we're on Twitter a lot. I spend too much time on Twitter, if we're being honest. <laughs> I, I'm probably a little guilty of that myself, especially after getting this show started trying to spread the word i'm like literally going off a word of mouth and you know every little bit i can do i'm trying to do sure um all right so you got it when i was online doing some notes for the show you got a show coming up soon the so so far to go am i am i right there yeah so far to go and that's this friday night uh March, uh, Friday the 13th. I don't know when you're going to but it's on Friday the 13th. Okay, and yeah, from some of the people I've seen on the, the little picture for the show, you got some pretty great talent there. Hoodfoot, I saw Cole Radrick. I've actually talked to him about coming on the show, but, you know, as a lot of independent wrestlers are, pretty busy people so it's kind of been a little bit of a message tag but i mean hey it's what yeah. it is what it is uh cole and hoodfoot too hoodfoot's terrible about responding to messages hope he hears this uh, he's still got like four dms man answer your dms so i can book you more uh, but yeah and like you oh i was gonna say he's one that i've seen a handful of shows that's like damn that guy's intense yeah, we're real proud of everything that Hoodfoot's accomplished. You know, Hoodfoot's been wrestling with us since 2019, um, started out in our pre-shows, um, and now he's like one of our constant main eventers. You know, we had either his first or second death match we had last July, and he's kind of blown up on the death match scene. So I thought it was cool yeah. that we were able to do that. Him and Josh Crane at Midnight City, um, hell of a talent, hell of a guy, great person. Um, I- I'm thrilled to see him kind of taken off. Uh, Cole's another guy that's been with us. Honestly, it's like since the start, I want to say Cole's been wrestling with us since like 2017, um, mm. just a long time now. You know, he's a day one guy, um, always hungry, I proudly reps Indiana wrestling. I love Cole. He's uh, wrestling for the Paradigm Championship against Sugar Duck and Shug D uh, this Friday. Okay. That, that was one of the next questions I had um, online, at least on the website. There wasn't so much as far as the, the match card uh, do you, would you mind talking a little bit about some, especially that uh, Paradigm Pro match, the title match? Yeah, absolutely. So the headlining match is going to be Sugar Dunkerton versus um, Shug D. And it's Cole is a former Paradigm champion for us. He last held the title in, uh, he held the title from November of 2019 until January, July of 2020 when he dropped. So this is kind of his first title shot uh, since since then. Um, then we've also got uh, Big Beef, Narles Garvin, um, who some people might know from MLW. He was recently there versus O'Shea Edwards. 
that's going to be a great like hospital, really hard hitting stuff. Um, we've got. I'm, the, I'm a big fan of those big hoss fights. Oh, me too. They're they're one of our trademarks. You know, you get two big guys in there just knocking the crap out of each other. We love it. Oh yeah. And uh, we've also got the Hoodfoot. He's defending defending the Midwest Territory Championship against Joe Black, who's making his paradigm debut. Uh, that's going to be another kind of hoss battle that we're real excited for. Mm. And then we've got uh, Shooters Don't Die, our tag team champions, which are Don't Die Miles and Freddie Hudson. They're defending the tag team titles mm. against uh, a couple of veterans, uh, Carrie Awful, who some people might know from the Carnies, and Juicy Jimmy, who is a, a veteran that's been around for a long, long time. Uh, we've got like eight matches in all. It's going to be a really fun card. It sure sounds like it. And you brought up uh, Don't Die Miles. I'm actually going to be interviewing him for the show here oh coincidentally the the night that i fly into st louis for the warrior wrestling event there i got invited to be a part of the fan fest and show and well before i got invited to that i had scheduled him for an interview and it turned out to be the same day that i flied in so i'm like Hey, um, yeah, if we are a little delayed, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice kid. I'm sure I'll understand. Cool about it. He, he's been real nice about it. And it's like when I told him about it being warriors, he's like, oh, man, I wouldn't tell you to pass that up. Yeah, they put on a really good product. Yeah. Um, I know you're a little more, it looked like they're a little more out than a lot of these ones that run like every once a month. Uh, when's the next one after so far to go? Uh, so we'll have a show in June as well. Um, the details on that we're still ironing out. Then we've got a big show in July called Terminal Combat. Uh, which is one of our flagship events. That's going to be July 15th in Sellersburg, Indiana. Um, concept of that is matches start under UWFI rules. It's UWFI rules for the first five minutes. Um, and then if there's no winner within five minutes, there's no more rules. Uh, so then it becomes mm -hmm. like a, a hardcore match. Um, that gets a little crazy. We did that last year. Um, people really liked it. Um, it's a very unique to us sort of thing. Um, you know, we've got a big timer in the background like for the five minutes to go um and like you don't know which matches are going to go into hardcore and which aren't because like the average match length in uwfi is only four minutes mm. so about half of them go hardcore about half of them don't mm. um so it's just kind of fun mix of different gimmicks and such you know i'm definitely gonna have to keep my eye on that one because i'm definitely interested in that whole concept because it definitely sounds something right up my alley. I like the the uncertainty of which ones will go past the five minutes and go to the no rules and which ones will stay in the five minutes. That definitely sounds intriguing. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. It's uh, I always joke that I never want to run that show because it's expensive to buy all those weapons. Like buying gimmicks for matches <laughs> is really expensive. Like we spent thousands of dollars on doors um you know in the last couple of years 
So it's one of those things, but I, I'm just giving it a hard time. We have fun. I love that. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, I wasn't going to run it again, but Twitter asked us to, like, basically, we we were finally like, mm. we get a certain amount of retweets, we'll do it. We got them. So I'm like, all right, we'll do it. Um, pending <laughs> New Japan schedule, Tom Lawler should be participating in one of those matches. Um, so that will be okay. Cool. Um, Tom Lawler is a regular for us. Um, but we weren't able to have him in for Terminal Combat last year, and he really wanted to try that match type. So I really hope kind of the stars align and we can have him in this year to do that. I mean, he is definitely the type that uh, he would definitely fit right in with that concept. Oh, yeah, for sure. Tom's insane. We, lo- we love Tom. Um, well, speaking of that sort of concept, are there any guys out there that you used in here that you might like to bring in that are available? Um, we've had some discussions here and there. One of the things we'd like to do is bring in um, old UFC fighters. Uh, we've been able to bring in a few of them. Tom Lawler, you know, mm. Uh, works for us regularly. Stefan Bonner, another UFC Hall of Famer, has worked for us a few times. Uh, we brought in Dan Severin okay. two years ago now. Um, so we like to uh, work them in wherever we can. Um, I can't talk too much about that stuff, though, because we have to go through agents and stuff with them. Uh, but that's something. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we brought in uh, a couple of mm. people that fought in the original UWFI, so that's always fun when we're able to do that. Mm. Um I'd love to do more of that, but to be honest, we've got such great young talent that comes through our contender series that that's where the majority of our new talent comes from. All right. Big Mo here with a PSA break. Remember, if you sniff your own farts, you're basically putting them right back in you. And that's one way people come up with shitty ideas. Until we meet again. No problem. So you were mentioned about some of the people you were bringing in. Uh, yeah, just we've had a, a lot of great talent be developed through the contender series. Uh, you know, one of my favorites she's at every show is Jordan Blade. She actually came out for us mm-hmm. on contender season one out of Richmond, Virginia, uh, which, you know, that's, that's a long trip out here to Indiana. Yeah. Um, she's really kind of become a workhorse for us. We had a show in March. She was in a tournament. Okay, so we had two shows in a row, a doubleheader. We were filming two, yeah. and she went to a time limit draw in the first one. And then in the second show was a tournament. She made it to the final. She ended up wrestling five matches that night uh, and killed all of them. Like, that's just, uh, mm. we love the hunger and drive we see out of some of these wrestlers that come in for us. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely something you always like to see when they want to put on the best show possible and you know everything that i've been able to see is like wow like i mean i've seen not so much of her work but i am familiar with it and have always been impressed and i'm i'm liking now how women's wrestling had historically been and I hate to put it this way now, but 
it was like a bathroom break. I mean, people would be at the shows and it'd be like, oh, I think I can go to the But that was back when you'd hear a lot of people talk about how they would be told not to wrestle too much like the guys. And now that doesn't seem to be too much of the case anymore. And they're allowed to, with most promotions anyway, really be able to showcase their talents. And I'm loving seeing that. Yeah, I I, I agree completely. Um, You know, especially, you know, in Japan, women's wrestling's always been pretty good. But in America, it's been a long way, the last 10, 15 years especially. Um, Last few years, even more so. Um, we like to highlight a lot of like female talent, non-binary talent. Um, we do quite a few intergender matches. Uh, our divisions, we don't have a specific women's title, but Jordan Blade holds our super middleweight title, which is, uh, you know, men compete for as well. Um, she's held our heavy hitters yeah. title, which men compete for as well. Um, we've more or less kind of integrated the divisions. And that, that's very, uh, a very good concept because, you know, People talk about uh, wanting equality, and the women have been wanting to be featured just as equally as the men. And if you integrate it like you have, then it'll just show that, yeah, they can indeed go just as hard as a lot of the male competitors out there. Yeah, for, for certain. We did uh, Jordan and, Blade and Tom Lawler back in December, and it was a really, really ooh. good match. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've seen that one. I'm going to have to go go watch that one because that one does sound very, like, a very good match. I definitely want to go see it. It definitely, it definitely. Um, uh, one thing I like. Another thing I like to talk about with each of my guests is your thoughts on like the the current state of professional wrestling. Like I've talked with a few people about it, how they feel that it might not be as popular as it was back in the like attitude era. But that being said, with the sheer amount of choices, there is so much out there that the business is probably about as healthy as it's ever been and we're we're getting somewhat back into the the mindset where if somebody asks you if you're a fan of pro wrestling or you tell somebody that you watch it it's there's not so much of a feeling like you have to hide it like oh that wrestling stuff you know it's fake it's like oh okay Um, I, I definitely have, have seen more, um, especially with, you know, AEW coming onto the scene. I hear, I hear about it more, um, you know, in, in my, my work outside of wrestling, people always come to me and ask me like, oh, do you know so-and-so? Cause like, you know, Lee Moriarty being a prime example with mm-hmm. AEW used to wrestle for us uh, pretty regularly. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll hear things like that. I'll be honest myself. I don't watch a whole lot of, um, AEW or WWE. Um, I watch quite a bit of stuff on the indies, but uh, the oh. bigger stuff, I'm a big combat sports fan. Um, 
an MMA. Mm. There's a UFC event every week. BKFC, bare knuckle fighting runs about every week. Um, so I watch a lot of that stuff. And at the end of the day, I'm already watching, you know, and then I watch a lot of boxing too. So like I'm already watching mm. seven, eight hours a week, combat sports. And then, you know, wrestling's kind of a, a job for me as well, to an extent being a promoter. So mm. I will be honest, yeah. I watch less wrestling now than when I, before I was a promoter. No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, if you're already spending so much time, I mean, I know as a promoter, it takes up quite a bit of time. And, you know, when you have your free time, you like to watch some other things like MMA, you know, the UFC is doing big things. Uh, the bare knuckle fighting championship, those guys are becoming pretty big you know they're i mean when you as an ex, pro wrestling and then that as an extension even more choices when you're talking uh, the world of combat sports oh for sure um because i don't i've never seen there being a whole lot of difference between you know mma and pro wrestling the the joke we make is pro wrestling admits it's a work mma doesn't uh, but that's <laughs> there. Um, but like, you know, you promote them the same. It's kind of the same entertainment. But the big appeal for me, uh, part of it too, is we're in a sports book state. And in Indiana, you can bet on sports. I can bet on UFC. Mm. I can't bet on the WWE. Well, yeah. Nope. That I can see the appeal behind that. That's for sure. Um, all right. So one thing I like to do to kind of round things off is a little bit of a speed round. I name off some people, you give me your thoughts. Okay. All right. So I like to kind of tailor it to the guests. So we talked about a few of these people because they wrestle a lot for you guys. First off, Cole Radrick. Uh, Heart of gold, great kid, Um, always hungry. Um, I hope he does great. You know, I think he's going to do great. Uh, but as long as he can stay healthy and stay focused, I think he's got the whole world in front of him. Oh, yeah. I, I think the world of him. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. If you're, uh, if you're getting into wrestling, he's definitely somebody you can get behind. We also talked a little bit about uh, this man, hard-hitting guy, Hoodfoot. A lot of the same things I have to see, say about Cole Radrick. I, I love Hoodfoot. You know, he's, he's one of my favorite people on earth. He's, he, a lot of people don't know this, but he's hilarious. Like outside of wrestling, like he's just a really fun person to be around. I can't say enough about his talent in ring, but like he's an even better person than he is wrestler. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, a lot of the deathmatch stuff he does, kind of a deathmatch fan but yeah very intense dude and huge fan um you mentioned this man being one of your champions should be should is a true pro um and you know should is always there when we need him uh, when something goes wrong and like he's on the phone with us trying to help out where he can uh should is a great asset to anybody i, I love should Oh, yeah, everything I've seen is another guy I'm a huge fan of. Uh, we t- 
talked uh, a lot about this guy with regards to the uh, one of your shows coming up, Tom Lawler. Uh, Tom is like, I, I, I like almost hero worship Tom a lot. Like I, I've been a fan of Tom since long before we started booking him uh, back when he was at the ultimate fighter and, you know, fighting in the UFC getting you know, all those performance of the night bonuses. Um, I always find it surreal when he comes to wrestle for us. Cause you know, he's in front of new Japan crowds, big crowds. And then he comes and wrestles, you know, in front of our, if I'm being generous, hundred fans. Uh, I, I like that, but Tom's a big fan of shoot style wrestling and, uh, really, you know, puts a lot in when he comes here. So I, I love having Tom around and he's a great person for other people in the locker room to learn from. Oh yeah. He definitely has a good mind for everything. All right. One guy that I'm curious to hear your thoughts about, he's been doing big things with AEW. He's recently won the PWG title, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia is awesome, man. We, uh, funny story, before the pandemic, we had this whole run plan for Daniel Garcia. He was actually, our second heavy hitters tournament was originally scheduled for like March 25th, 2020. So obviously that got canceled, uh, but he was scheduled yeah. to come in there and kind of start a whole run with us. Pandemic happened. Um, we were able to get him in last summer. We had been trying to for a long time. He came in last summer for us to work to UWFI rules match and then a, a traditional match worked a couple shows for us. Uh, great dude. Great dude. Uh, glad we got to have him in before, you know, he blew up like he did. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely blown up there in AEW being a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. And then, I mean, like I mentioned, he is now the PWG champion doing big things. Thanks. All right. So to kind of finish off, where can people find you and where can people watch the watch Paradigm Pro? So if they're curious, they can go ahead and go look. Uh, so we are on IWTV, independentwrestling.tv. Uh, we've got a weekly program, the UWFI Rules Contender Series that airs every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Uh, Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. Uh, then we also do sporadic other live events, but we've got our weekly series and we've got other live events there. Uh, you can find out more about the company at ParadigmProWrestling.com. Follow us on Twitter at ParadigmProWrest um, or on Facebook or Instagram around those as well. Uh, we are by far most active on Twitter. If you want to get a response, Twitter is probably the place to look for us. Definitely, and when I post the video i will be sure to provide links in the description so people can go easy way to find your social medias and find the the website all right so that is about all i have for today i want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me and I definitely look forward to seeing this so far to go show. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, I appreciate it. Want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Got to, as always, give my shout outs to the random podcast because they've been so supportive since the start. 
sharing and putting the word out because I'm going off of word of mouth right now. And also to my friend Val Pancakes and her show, The Stack. They've been supportive as well. Great people. Go listen to them.